Welcome to All Saints Around the Table Bible Study. Hey y'all, what's going on? Not much. Happy second Sunday of Advent. Happy New Year. Second Again? week of New Year. <laughs> it's still the New Year. I mean, it's still the New Year. Right. It counts. Well, I mean, right, I it's guess. A, it's a somewhat less new yeah. year. How's your Thanksgiving? It was full of thanks that were given to other people. <laughs> Clearly haven't had enough coffee yet today, but I'm yeah, good. Put up our introduction, and then, and but then, then they totally botched this. I'm, what got botched? It's good so far. Welcome, everybody. we got a new voice with us today. <laughs> say hi to Erica. Hello. Well, no, we were supposed okay. to say yeah. hi. <laughs> you are, this is clearly a train I wreck. You were the only one. <laughs> All right. Welcome to the second Sunday of Advent. Let's jump right into it. So this week's first reading comes from Isaiah chapter 40. Comfort. Give comfort to my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and proclaim to her that her service is at an end. Her guilt is expiated. Indeed, she has received from the hand of the Lord double for all her sins. A voice cries out in the desert, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the wasteland a highway for our God. Every valley shall be filled in. Every mountain and hill shall be made low. The rugged land shall be made a plain. The rough country a broad valley. Then the glory of the Lord shall be revealed and all people shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord is spoken. Go up on a high mountain, Zion, herald of glad tidings. Cry out at the top of your voice, Jerusalem, herald of good news. Fear not to cry out and say to the cities of Judah, here is your God. Here comes with power the Lord God, who rules by his strong arm. Here is his reward with him, his recompense before him. Like a shepherd, he feeds his flock. In his arms, he gathers the lambs carrying them in his bosom, and leading the ewes with care. Our responsorial psalm comes from Psalm 85. Lord, let us see your kindness and grant us your salvation. I will hear what God proclaims, the Lord, for he proclaims peace to his people. Near indeed is his salvation to those who fear him, glory dwelling in our land. Lord, let us see your kindness and grant us your salvation. Kindness and truth shall meet. Justice and peace shall kiss. Truth shall spring out of the earth, and justice shall look down from heaven. Lord, let us see your kindness and grant us your salvation. The Lord himself will give his benefits. Our land shall yield its increase. Justice shall walk before him and prepare the way of his steps. Lord, let us see your kindness and grant us your salvation. Our second reading is from 2 Peter chapter 3. Do not ignore this one fact, beloved, that with the Lord one day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years like one day. The Lord does not delay his promise, as some regard delay, but he is patient with you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief, and then the heavens will pass away with a mighty roar, 
and the elements will be dissolved by fire, and the earth and everything done on it will be found out. Since everything is to be dissolved in this way, what sort of persons ought you to be, conducting yourselves in holiness and devotion, waiting for and hastening the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be dissolved in flames and the elements melted by fire? But according to his promise, we await new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. Therefore, beloved, since you await these things, be eager to be found without spot or blemish before him at peace. A reading from the Gospel according to Mark. The beginning of the Gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, as it is written in Isaiah the prophet, Behold, I am sending my messenger ahead of you. He will prepare your way. A voice of one crying out in the desert, Prepare the way of the Lord, make straight his paths. John the Baptist appeared in the desert, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. People of the whole Judean countryside and all the inhabitants of Jerusalem were going out to him and were being baptized by him in the Jordan River as they acknowledged their sins. John was clothed in camel's hair with a belt around his waist. He fed on locusts and wild honey, and this is what he proclaimed. One mightier than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop and loosen the thongs of his sandals. I have baptized you with water. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Right, so if you want to take some time to reflect on these readings, um, we have already done so, so we're going to give you a little bit about what stands out to us, and we invite you to do the same thing. Well, I have like a very broad thing, and this is not my idea. This comes from my friend George, whose paper I was proofreading the other day. <laughs> um, but it seems pretty, like, consistent throughout the entire, like, the first reading and into the second. And I know this, this something is consistent throughout all the readings, but I think something important to point out is the consistency of the how do you pronounce it? Eschatological, es eschatological. Eschatological realities throughout. Specifically in the gospel, it reminded me, um, because she did her work on the prophet Isaiah, and a lot of things she mentioned was, you know, this calls back to the prophet Isaiah, and in the prophet Isaiah there was a focus on the root of Jesse, and just going back and back and back and seeing how, again, these realities are so consistent, and while, you know, you might not see them specifically in every reading they're the underlying foundation of every verse and every psalm and yeah it's really consistent in that way <laughs> yeah. no what i what i think <clears throat> what i think is so great about the prophet isaiah um you know the whole whole book of isaiah is written as a almost like two stories that are happening you have the, the book of woe, which is all of these bad things are going to happen. Get ready. And then you have the book of consolation. And 40, Isaiah chapter 40 actually is the, the, the line in the sand, for lack of better words, that this is how these two, these, this time is going to be divided. Um, that even in this reading, you can see that there's like a, that division is not, like perfectly clear it's not so black and white as good and bad but it's there is going to be good and bad that happens with things but if you prepare yourself for God coming uh, 
and, and know that he is going to be there, there is nothing to, to fear. Um, the idea of time, I think, is so important. We, we measure time on, on like a watch. Like that, that's how we look at things, and the Greek term for that is chronos. Like we know that that is a chronological time, whereas I think the time that Isaiah is talking about of behold the Lord of God, he will come, is like what Peter is saying in his letter of uh, one day is a thousand years and a thousand years is one day. Uh, the Lord is not slow with his promises. Uh, that the Lord's time is more of the Greek idea of kairos, that there's a season for everything, not a chronological time, that this is how long we have to wait for this to happen, but like a kairos time, that when it is ready, it will happen, right? Like you can go through so many different examples in scripture. Uh, Noah building the ark and the wandering in the desert for 40 years, like everything was on God's time. Then we went back and measured it chronologically. I think on that same note, in talking about Peter and just being prepared um, in that reading, I mean, there's the sense of preparation all throughout the readings. Um, but it always struck me of the um, comparison of like the Lord will come like a thief. And I was even sitting with that this morning of why are we, you know, why do we compare to such something so evil? Um, but I guess as quick as a as a thief can you know arrives that they leave um, that I think if making that comparison to the Lord coming that if I think not only the second coming but like even in the moments of our lives like that if we're not aware and alert and prepared to receive the Lord in a moment um, in an encounter that as quickly as, I mean, he is ever present, but as quickly as the encounter occurs, the encounter is gone. Um, and so no time do we want the thief to arrive um, ever. Like that's just not a good thing at any point. Um, but it's gonna almost seem like an evil thing if we're not prepared um, because then we're just totally caught off guard. Um, if, if we're not prepared. Um, but I also think like in um, the gospel talking about John the Baptist of preparing preparing that way ahead of Jesus and like John the Baptist knowing that someone greater is coming um, and that that baptism is occurring to prepare the way for Jesus, not the baptism in which Jesus was baptized, not only baptism by the Holy Spirit, but he was baptizing in a sense of preparation, not as, as Jesus did. Um, and he totally knew he was not worthy, um, as neither are we. Um, but he knew that someone greater than him was coming, coming after him. Yeah, and I like that... Um... Well, it's one of my favorite things just thinking about Advent that was pointed out to me a couple of years back about the way that Advent is, um, it's not just about the birth of Christ, it's also about the second coming, but it's also not, um, it goes through kind of this process of looking at John the Baptist and Mary in particular, um, which is just kind of cool. And so having this, this part of Mark um, focusing on 
John the Baptist is always kind of cool. Um, I like that image of what, well, take a step back. He's quoting Isaiah um, in this section, and he's, uh, Mark is, and he's say, describing John as the one who's crying out in the desert, prepare the way of the Lord. Um, but even further back in Isaiah itself, uh, where that comes from, we're saying comfort. Um, there's, I forget who originally said it, it's been said about multiple things, but um, that Christ came to comfort the afflicted and afflict the comfortable, um, and I, I might be misquoting that a little bit. Um, and it's been said of, of other, other things as well, but just like the way that, that that reading starts out, comfort, give comfort to my people, speak tenderly to Jerusalem, her service is at an end. Um, you know, it's proclaiming that that whole reading is that, you know, finally peace is going to happen. Um, and you know, like you're saying, Paul, at the end of, you know, all of this book of woe, you know, it is, there is a joy at the end of all this. Um, and yet, John, who is the one proclaiming that, was still taken with such um, hatred. I mean, he was beheaded and imprisoned and, you know, the, it's an interesting thing to see, like, that voice that's proclaiming comfort um, can be taken as such a, um, so, I, I'm not sure the right word, it's like, people can see that comfort as an enemy when they are so accustomed to the opposite, and when they are so deep in their own sin, um, and they they hear John, who was, I mean, he was clothed in camel's hair, ate locusts and honey, like, that's kind of crazy, I mean, I wouldn't, maybe hesitant, but, you know, um, but just hearing that voice of comfort, it's a good, it's an interesting test of like, am I really in a place where I am, um, where this is appearing, where Christ is appearing to me as a comfort, or is it still that I am, Christ is appearing to me as an enemy? Uh, and maybe it goes back to sort of what you were saying, Chelsea, about Christ being the, the thief, or being compared to a thief in the night, of like, where am I in my spiritual life that Christ's coming, is it a good thing or a bad thing? Am I, even just like my gut reaction, like am I, whether or not it's I'm ready for him, is it, is he coming to take away something that I'm holding on to that I shouldn't be holding on to, or is he coming to give me the thing that I've been waiting for? Um, I think it's just an interesting way to kind of evaluate where we are in our own spiritual lives, um, especially during Advent, um, and just what that comfort means uh, to each one of us individually. Yeah, I want to look at some of what you were saying with that as well in the Gospel of Mark. So we actually have two, two prophets that are being quoted here. Um, Behold, I am sending my messenger ahead of you. He will prepare your ways. Actually from uh, the prophet Malachi. Um, and a voice of the one crying out in the desert, prepare the way of the Lord, is Isaiah. Right? We, we got that directly from our first reading, Isaiah 40. Um, and what I think is, is so interesting with that is behold I am sending my messenger ahead of you he will prepare your way from Malachi Malachi was actually the last of the prophets before the birth of Jesus Christ and there was such a long period I think it was like 400 or 500 years between the prophet Malachi and the birth of Jesus Christ and yet we have here behold I am sending my messenger ahead of you he will prepare your way for the Israelites they probably thought it was going to be something immediate, right? Like, we, we want everything to work on our timeline. But how long it was that they had to prepare themselves. And the book of Malachi actually ends with the proclamation of Elijah showing up that you will know the time of the Lord because Elijah will come before him. Um, and I, I think it's amazing that here 
Mark starts the gospel off this way uh, with that prophecy from Malachi. Some of the, the people would have known Malachi. Everyone would have known Isaiah, right? Like it was more common because it's, it, he was a major prophet. And so it would have been a great understanding for the Israel people. Some would have known Malachi and they would have understood what was being said because they were pointing to John. And I think the reason why Mark takes the time to say John was clothed in camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist is because the first time we're introduced to Elijah is in 2 Kings chapter 1, and it said he was clothed in a garment of hair with a leather belt wrapped around his waist, right? It's, it's, prefigurement, it's a prefigurement of Elijah and John, and John being the new Elijah, which means the person that he is introducing is Christ. Um, and then it, it shows that, I think also, for us now, it's an understanding that you had, behold, I am sending my servant ahead of you, and then you had to wait 500 years before that happened, that now as we sit here and we're waiting with Advent and the new Advent, right, the, the Christ coming again, to be patient, right, to remember what St. Peter says, or, or sorry, the author of the second letter of Peter says, that we just have to be patient and wait because we don't, God doesn't work on our timeline. He works on his timeline. Uh, yeah, a lot of great stuff in there. Advent's awesome. It this is. is one of the my favorite times of the year. Always an adventure. Uh, <laughs> uh, anybody got anything else? Yeah, I mean, just kind of generally thinking, and as you were talking even more of um, this time that we're in of the continued pandemic and um, I think the affliction that people in I, the Isaiah reading were, go, were experiencing and they like knew the end was coming. Um, I think it's the hope of this season of who knows when the pandemic's going to end, who knows when anything's going to return back to quote unquote normal. I know people hate that. Um, but I think we cling to that I guess comfort in a sense of something's gonna be better um, soon but I think it just provides a little bit of greater hope here that um, no matter when it when you know the affliction ends when the pandemic ends when the whatever insanity of our lives um, may seem really rough like there is that hope that the Lord is coming that um, the Lord is going to provide for, for whatever is going on. All right. Well, that's it for us this week. So we thank you for joining us. Uh, we hope um, your Advent is off to a great start, and we will see you next week. Hear you next week. You'll, You'll hear, hear us next, next week. week. We will talk at you later. <laughs> we will talk at you later. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. <laughs>